recording. Yeah, it's recording. So this is serious. We're actually seriously recording the podcast. Yay! Hey, Jola. Jola. JBB. Jesus baby. Jesus baby. Yeah. My name is Bolaji Mary Shabi. That's mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, but who are we though? Um, so I like to call myself a daddy daughter of God. Professionally, I'm a content and a communications professional in the development sector. I'm a, I'm a writer and an encourager. If that oh, I like that. I'm an encourager. She can stick to that. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah, that's the encouragement point. Okay. She's the encouragement officer. Like See, I took that. Me, I'm Minister of Enjoyment <laughs> in this life. You know, <laughs> I'm show. baby girl. That's it. My biggest motto is actually that I can show. Mm. You know, my name is the way my name is set up. Mm. But yeah, who am I? I'm a student. I'm a law student. I'm in law school. NLS Bwari Abuja right now, which I hope will be over very soon. Um, what else do I do in my spare time? I write, I sometimes run a blog called Gospel for Jesus. We both write, but she writes more encouraging stuff, and I write more technical, <laughs> very technical <laughs> stuff. So, yeah, that's just the major difference. But yeah, and our social media accounts mine is B underscore Yoruba Girl. That's my Twitter account, and you can find me on Instagram at Christine underscore T O K S. It's probably a private account, so I'm not sure that you can follow me. Okay. Yeah, follow me on Twitter. That's a good place yeah. to get to know me. I'm very open and very free there. I can chat you up. You can DM me and all of that. What you got you? Um, my name is. Uh, my handles. What am I saying? She's such a professional. My handles. Me, I was like, you my know, handles. <laughs> My handle on Twitter is at Mobology with double A. So it's just Mobology, but instead of one A in Mobology, it has double A. We'll put, we'll put it all down in the description yeah, exactly. so you can find us um, when you want to find us yeah. and find out who we actually are. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, why are we doing this podcast? Why are we doing this podcast? Um, so, for me, I would say I'm doing it so I can reach out to people that have gone through the same thing that I don't want to say that I went through because I'm still going through it. It's not really in the past. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, but like um it became more apparent when like I started sharing posts on grieving and stuff on Bella Niger and like the comments and all of that, people that have lost someone like 20 years ago, they've not been able to like get over it, they've not been able to hang on to God, like they've just not been able to live above the heart and the pain. And I just realized that, you know, even though like I'm not perfect, I'm still walking my own journey, I still cry, but I feel like I've learned some things in my short journey that I want to um, help other people with, so that's why I'm doing this. Definitely everything she said. Everything she said. <laughs> I, I, I don't. You don't waste time. Everything she said. Just that. Everything she said. Yeah. I basically. She's been sharing because I didn't really share much mm. when this happened to me because I felt like I'd already grieved. You'll mm. find out why later, but I felt like I'd already grieved before it even happened. And mm. when she started sharing um, stories and things like that, I reached out to her and said, I think definitely we should yeah. do this. Right. And yeah. So that's why we're doing this. <laughs> basically. Yeah. 
So our backstory is this is the sad oh not the sad, the glorious <laughs> the glorious part. I think you should go first. I should go first. On that's how you start you telling the story. On the dates. I don't even know how to explain this to you. Like well, yes, on the first of May 2018, it was a Tuesday. So the week, I don't even know where to begin, but basically what you need to know is my dad had been struggling with, or my dad had Alzheimer's disease, Alzheimer's disease, for about two decades. Over the past four or five years, we've been managing it at home, we'd been managing it. So he was on palliative care and he'd been, um, getting fed through a feeding tube so regularly we go to the hospital to change it so he'd gotten a cough or a cold or something or something like that and then we had to get to go to the hospital to treat the infection as well as change the tube and all of that so they suggested changing you know from a feeding tube to one that would be more comfortable in his tummy so they took him for the surgery and all of that and he came out and then he died um, a week later on the 1st of May 2018 he died in the evening I was with him there in the hospital held his hand smiled and then the, the nurse noticed that he wasn't breathing properly anywhere anymore we called for them to check on his oxygen and all of that and then suddenly doctors were rushing in and before you know it 6.28 p.m. and he basically took his last breath I was pretty much calm for the entire thing I was shouting by his bed I want to eat pizza daddy when we get home we are going to eat pizza Bear in mind that my dad doesn't eat anymore. He stopped eating for like a year because they feed him only liquid through the tube. But I was basically shouting at him. I was like, when we get home, we're going home this evening or we're going home in a couple of days. And, you know, I want to eat pizza. I want to eat pizza. That's all I was shouting mm-hmm. that evening. And, you know, he was just looking at me and all of that. And because he's he'd gotten to the final stages, you can't really read his expressions or his emotions anymore and that kind of a thing. He just blinks or sometimes cries tears mm. or coughs or things like that and the nurse said to me it was as if he was waiting for me to come and visit him because I hadn't been to see him all week since he was admitted and it just so happened that the Tuesday that I went there was the Tuesday that he passed away as you know as he came I was holding his hand and the doctors were attending to him and then suddenly the doctors asked me to leave and it was as if I knew it was happening I made a video. I started recording the entire situation. I can't believe myself. <laughs> I don't know what made me. The video is somewhere on my phone. I started recording um, the rush. I probably should not have said that I made a video. But either way, I don't care. I made a video. I recorded it. No, the video is not anywhere. It's just lying somewhere on my phone. Recorded it and, you know, 6.20, as soon as he passed away, and I saw them, I think, calling time of death and stopping everything they were doing. I phoned, I think the first person I probably phoned was Toyosi. I phoned him and said to him, it's happening, gosh, this is happening. And I just sat there on the floor mm-hmm. outside the room and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this, this is actually happening. And before you know it, we were phoning family members and phoning people to tell them all sorts of things. And my mom is just looking at me like, don't cry. I said, it's not now, I'm not crying. I'm like, I'm fine, you know, I'm not crying and all of that. And we were just pretty much going on. And then by the time they take him off, you know, cover the 
covering his face and they wheel him out and they wheel him to the mortuary and all that. And we tell them to embalm him. We go home and there's like a ton of people just waiting mm -hmm. for us at home. Already. Already. As I was walking in, mm -hmm. by the way, a very long time friend of mine walks up to me. He lives in our house. Mm -hmm. I've known him since I was like four. We grew up together. He walks up to me, he hugs me because his dad is our doctor. His dad is the family doctor. So mm -hmm. his dad was a doctor that was um, treating my dad. His dad his dad probably called the time of death. His dad was mm -hmm. right there as well. So he hugs me and he says, My dad told me what happened. And he's just hugging me and saying to me, He's very sorry and all of that. I didn't know. I didn't know that he was sick and he dies about two weeks later. And that's a whole the boy. Yeah, he died twenty two or twenty one. The month before his um twenty second birthday, he dies as well. So that was his death was even more painful for me than my dad's death because it was it just came out of nowhere. And I'll even tell you, um he was the Thursday, I think, not Thursday, but like maybe a Tuesday, I don't know, a couple of days before he actually dies, I've been chatting him up and he's been talking to me and so I messaged him and said, and rather he messaged me, I think, and he says, Jola, pray for me, you know, I'm not feeling too well, and I'm like, oh, what's, what's wrong with you? It's just like, I'm just a bit under the weather, and he was at home, because he's, their house is just in, in the same compound as mine, and he's just behind, and I could have just gone down to go see him, it didn't take anything from me to go and do that. So he says, oh, I'm not feeling too well, I wonder mm -hmm. the weather. And I say, well, no, like, am I a wife? <laughs> Pray for yourself. Mm -hmm. Only for him to die three days later. And mm -hmm. that was the last thing I said to him. Wow. His dad walked in to say, if there's died, I was like, that does not make sense. What you're saying now? Like I started screaming, my reactions were just all over the place. I was screaming and I was just embarrassing myself mm -hmm. because the important guests were actually, you know, mm -hmm. sat there and I was just panicking and screaming and I didn't know what to do with myself. I nearly fainted. Probably think I fainted. That's the second time I ever fainted in my life and all of that. And then after this, a couple of weeks after this, they called me from the UK, my church in the UK to tell me that another father figure of mine who was very, very close to me also died. In the space of me, so in the space of that one month, people, three important people mm. to me just died. Mm. I was like, what is this? What's mm. going on? And everybody probably thought, oh, my dad's death was the more painful one, but it, it was actually not. That's the fun thing about death, actually. Mm. That one did not even do me. Mm. I was not really... It was not peppermint like that. The man mm. was old, you get, mm. and he was it's going. I'm, mm. I was even happy that he's like he's no he's not yeah. in any more pain. Right. He's gone. He's resting. He's in probably right. what is he, in a better place. And for me it was the fact that my friend died. For me mm. it was the fact that my father figure in the UK died. John, his name is John Jennings, he's such an important person to me. He was a painter. He was he was something that represented how I expected my actual dad mm -hmm. to be. Because for a long time, my dad was bedridden. He couldn't right. walk. He couldn't. But here was John, who was mm -hmm. nearly the same age as my dad. He was always dancing. He was always walking about. Mm -hmm. he, was, he was a painter. He talked well. And he knew about my dad's situation as well. He was one of the people in my church that I told that I told him and I remember him. And he used to talk to me. He used to, I mean, remember when I graduated, he bought me a card. He bought me perfume. He used to get me a scarf. He used to compliment me all the time. He was like, oh, you tie your hair so well. Like, your jacket looks lovely. You're such a fashionista. 
he used to encourage me, so he was something sort of to me that my dad at home mm. really couldn't because my dad couldn't really speak or be present when I was graduating and things like that. So yeah, so when he died, that really hurts as well. So the month of May 2018, there was just so much grieving and so much death going on and I think that's my backstory so that's where I'm coming from and in the middle of this is where her story kind of yeah. comes in because yeah. she was over at my house on the, seventh, on the 16th or the 17th I don't even remember I think it was, it was, it was, it was somewhere because my mom's birthday was the day of my dad's burial okay again we apologize about the noise my name is going to be something we're not going to stop you know, recording so my own backstory so my mom um, had diabetes like for the longest time like since I was a little child I've known that my mom had diabetes but she had always managed it so I, we all knew that every month like mom has drugs that she takes and all that and I remember she was always early smoking if she injures or not because I think they said with diabetes like you have to make sure that your nails or maybe your hands or your legs are not really know what part of your body you have to make sure that you don't have any injuries on those parts because it takes a long time for people with diabetes to like heal their wounds and stuff. So she always used to say that, ah, can you call me? Say goodbye. I said, no, I don't want to hit my leg. I don't want to hit my hand because <laughs> it will take a long time. So like it had almost become normal. Like I didn't see diabetes as something that could take someone's life away. Because for me, my mom had managed it and managed it well. But like, so um, before she died, she had been ill for like more than, like a couple of months. But another thing is because my mom has always been so strong, we do not know how serious her illness was. So my graduation was in December, December 2017, yeah. And I remember that when she came, I school in Ghana, so she came to Ghana. One thing she said that now made sense after her death, before I didn't take seriously at the time, was that she was like, ah, if anybody told me that I could make a graduation, that I would have told them that it would lie because I've really been feeling weak and stuff. But like, the fact that I made it can only be God. I mean, I just thought, ah, this woman, like, because my mom is very dramatic, God. And I think that's one of the reasons why also we didn't take her as serious as we should have because like she's funny she jokes a lot and stuff so like um in may i remember that the tuesday before the sunday that she died so we had even been rotating because she had been going to um the hospital get injection and stuff because she wasn't feeling fine um so the tuesday before she died i, I was it was my turn because we were taking it was my turn. <laughs> So I left work to take her to the hospital, went to the hospital. I remember that day, like, she was so weak, like, even sometimes when I think about, like, the walking that we had to do in the hospital, I'm like, so my mother was that tired, like, and I didn't really realize it. I remember when I had to use the ATM, she couldn't stand, she had to look for somewhere to sit by the ATM before we left the hospital. And, you know, I don't want to, like, give too much information about, like, things that happened in the hospital. <clears throat> okay. So, um, after graduation, she, she was ill for some time. Um, and we used to take turns to take her to the hospital and stuff. 
and the Tuesday before she finally passed, because she passed on Mother's Day. I know we have like two Mother's Day and three Mother's Day one year, but she passed on a particular Sunday that was actually Mother's Day. Yeah, but so the Tuesday before that, I'm taking her to the hospital. That's like the doctor, I don't know, did not really open up to us, but I knew that there was something that was not particularly the same thing. Right. The same thing. As soon as we got to the hospital, the doctor was like, Where are his children? Where are all his children? I was like, Why are you asking well, for his so children? They can't hear us. I was like, I'm standing in front of you. Oh, tell me. He's like, No, you're too young. This man must have older children. I was like, This, <laughs> is not, this thing I saying is not happening. Just treat my dad and let's be going back exactly. to the house. They're not coming. We'll admit him, we'll admit him. This is stupid. I'm sorry to cut you, cut into, mm. but just to rant about Nigerian mm. hospitals. Mm. But they will listen to them to tell you, oh, this person is dying. Mm. Let's just leave it yeah. at that. They'll make you waste all that money. Right. And the person still dies. Right, die. right. But that's another thing. Yeah. Just rant about. I think, like, but just talking about this reminded me that, like, so weeks before we passed, we actually found out that she had been overdosing on some of the drugs. This is someone that her kidneys, livers, her organs were already weak from like diabetes, fighting it all these years. And then the doctors made a mistake of oh giving her. So there was there were two different drugs. So they had different names, but they were doing exactly the, the same thing. thing. So there was no need for her to be taking both of them for her body. Oh so she so was taking it maybe morning, afternoon, like, or something like that. So you can imagine what it did to her body. Only for us to find out. Like so, when we found out, we stopped. Obviously, we stopped. She stopped taking like. Those one of the doses, but at that time it was already too late. But I remember, like, that last time that we went to the hospital, the doctor was like, Renal, Kinecom, I don't really go, I don't know all those names. I just knew that it has to be like kidney. They had already like started saying something about she would need maybe dialysis and stuff, and her blood count was very low. Same thing, it's a very low. White blood count. I think that was actually even more cute than. At the end of it, like they said, she did not have blood at all. So I remember that the Sunday, like me, I was even still here. I was actually like away from home. I was, I was in my own apartment when, um, like I just they were they were talking on the group. My sister, well, my sister just had a baby in April and she had CS, so she wasn't feeling too well. And okay, I didn't even share that. So she was with my elder sister. She was doing. She actually passed while staying with my sister. So that like, they are the same on the group that mom is not feeling well or that like, they are taking her to the hospital. So my sister took her to the hospital Saturday night. I don't know what was happening in Lagos that day, but there was a lot of traffic and all of that. Like, so they took her from to like three hospitals. I'm not even joking. The first hospital. Uh, they said one story. They could maybe there was no space. They said on private hospitals were not public until we shall to that Zilla Boon and all that and then those ones I think they asked for like millions of like, we really honestly did not have that money. Maybe if we had that kind of money she might still be thinking. Yeah. But like I remember that thing my we'll sister, talk about overthinking. But sometimes when I even think of my sister that was with her like in that journey. Like I just my heart breaks. Like how do you like see your mother literally die like in traffic? Because she was like my mom was saying, "Who is she going to get that?" No, was my brother-in-law that was driving there. But when are we going to get there? That she's feeling so tired. And at the time she even said, "Can the doctors come and meet us here?" That she's feeling really weak and stuff. But she still made it to the hospital. 
and then I now left very early. No, I left Saturday night to meet my sister. The devil is a liar to meet my sister. And then when I got to my sister's house, only to find out that her courts had opened, like as yes. So like a lot of things were happening in that season. So we had to like help her. She, she now had to go to the hospital that same night while her husband was busy taking my mom to the hospital and all. Story shot. So I decided to go to the hospital to see my mom like very early Sunday morning. But by the time I got there, oh. I remember how I found her. Like I just went to, I saw my sister just strolling outside the hospital. It's never, I honestly never thought about it that my mom would die. Not once. Like in my entire life, lifetime, it has never really? come to my mm. mind that this woman, because she's so strong, she's so agile, she's so fun, and all that. Never happened to me. So even though they are like, I wish I was in the hospital, ah, mommy, yeah, you've been sick before. I mean, most times when you are sick, ah, you will come back when only for me to get into the hospital. I saw my my dad and my brother in law. I saw my dad and come very early that morning as well. My dad just whispered, Your mom is gone. <laughs> the first thing I guess my mom, what did I say? I think I said I reject it. <laughs> like I just like you know spiritual. Yeah, I was very spiritual. I was like I reject it. God forbid. Kili cock, kili cock, kili cock. But like after that, I just you know, I remember that my sister in the US she sent pictures that night. So she was, I think she already felt like my mom was going. So she sent us pictures, very fine pictures. She was like, please go and show mommy. Like, go and tell her that she should just see this picture so that like maybe she'll be encouraged to fight this and that. So when I got when I got to the hospital, like I just I went to her room. She wasn't responding. She was just lying. Then yeah, I'm sure that I'm trying to get emotional. Can I talk? Oh God! <laughs> I think I'm going to. Have you got to check on the rest? Do they have to do the work? I showed her pictures. She wasn't responding, and then the nurses. Honestly, they need to do better. Our health, have, yeah, our health, yeah, our health care. Remember that? Do you see that thread on Twitter? That guy that said you are just one accident away from yeah. your whole life just mm. being ruined. No matter how much money you, you think have, you have, yeah, and because you can go to the best one accident away and still be treated like trash. You are that's one accident. I don't yeah. even care who you are. Yeah. And there's, there's no. That's why they all fly themselves out for medical yeah. treatment yeah. because yeah. they know that there's no. There's no hospital in this country yeah. really that can boast that right. it's doing the best right. or it's the best. You know the funny thing, like I have a friend who is a doctor. One day he was like, oh, so he went to see some one of his colleagues that went that gave birth in the US. I'm like, I don't understand. Your the person that is working with you in a Nigerian hospital <laughs> traveled abroad to have uh, birth. He should tell you like there's an issue. There's an issue. Yeah. There's too many issues. Yeah. There's too many issues. There's, yeah. It's just about stupid little things, yeah. you know, little yeah. errors that could have yeah. easily been corrected. Yeah. Like so many women just die yeah. after childbirth. Like so your sister stitch open. Yeah, that's that's something that Silly. you should not even be yeah. hearing about. Yeah. There's even a problem in the system. Yes. The system, the system itself. The system itself is just terrible. Issues, it's terrible. Moving on, terrible. so the doctors and nurses came in. They covered house. I mean, my, you know, when that thing happened, I was first. I think the first, I don't even know if it's denial, but I was just dazed. So like, it's not like I was, I wasn't shouting, I wasn't, I was just, I was, I was dazed. I was like, mm, what is happening? Yeah, this like, is not reality. Yeah, like this is probably like a movie 
or something, I'll wake up. You, from dis you distance your, it's dissonance. Exactly. So that's one of the first things that happens. Like, I just, just distance yeah, yourself. Myself like, from the whole experience. This is someone's life. Not mine. Exactly. I'm watching it, but it's not happening to me. Exactly. So I went there, covered her, I carried her, and we went to her, like, my dad's boots so that we could take her to the mug. I'm like, this is. And I remember my sister in the US too, like we were calling, she was we were doing like a video call, so like I was showing her like how everything was happening, how they were carrying my mom's body. And my mom she has body now, so like I think when you die it gets heavier to like four people or so and the ones that carried her. And my sister I remember she was saying, Is that my mom? Is that my mother? Like she wasn't so dramatic, but she was asking, like, is that really mom? Like is that person that they are carrying lifeless, like look, that is not talking, that is not gesting, that is not moving. That person is really mommy. <sighs> so Shah Shah drove with the cops as they call it to the morgue. And when we got there, my dad so the hospital itself did not have a morgue. Did they? Did they? I don't know. We shall wait because we are called somewhere. Yeah, we have to. The hospital is really small, so even if they have a morgue, can be full. It was small, but anyway, yeah. So like we went to the morgue, and my sister and I remember that. Like, so my parents passed us; they were already there all the way from the cross. Those people. That's another thing we're going to talk God about the church. <laughs> they were already church. there. I was like, and it was a Sunday, and they were pastors. So like, I'm sure that they had to yes for them, but they were there. And I remember my sister and I were sitting really far, like, I can't remember the stupid talk, we were just start talking because I'm sure we were both still days. And I remember there was a time you now called us that like, somebody needs to bait for her and they don't want a guy to bait for her. Like, the most of people that had come yeah, were guys. And till now, I'm actually grateful that I did not, like, they did not push me because some people were already looking, I wasn't with some girl and watch, she's not your mother. For me, I did not, I couldn't do it because then in my head, I would always have that picture of, of me washing my mom's dead body. I'm like, when a mom's day, this is their work, exactly. That's when I would now be having nightmares. That's really my old story, and then after that, I went back home. I remember that when I went back to my sister's house, when they had left her anymore, because she was in the for like 10 days before the burial. The burial was like soon after, we didn't waste too much time. I remember going home and when I was going, my sister had misplaced her food that morning because all the whole drama. I remember going home and I saw like a vulcanizer and what they call them. I just yeah. saw like people still going about their business and I remember, I remember clearly even what I was wearing. I remember thinking how, like how are these people, how is the world moving, still moving? The world is going on. How are people still doing people their jobs? Do these people not realize that my mom because it feels time. like in that moment everything is revolving around yes, you. Yes, everything should not, stop. It's, it's, it's not stopping. Yeah. It, the world is just it's just going that was, on. Like, that's I a, just that's remember good. when I got to myself, I was like, so this person is still walking. Okay, this person is still. This one is still laughing. This one is still. This one doesn't know how realize what just happened to me, but you know, apparently the world continues. Don't stop for anyone. So, final part of my own backstory. So, I remember that. <coughs> Um, that after you know I got to my sister's house, my church people came to see me, my pastor, my friend, the church, and then my drama group they came in the evening. And when they came, I did not plan to, but like so we had been 
there are some things that we have been talking about in church about like how we need to have faith and things that Jesus did on earth and all that. So like, I don't even know who brought it up, but one of us was just like, why can't we go to the mother and pray for her? Like what if you know, she comes back to life? So we're like, okay, well, let's try and experiment these things that we have been learning. So I left home till today, nobody in my house, nobody in my family knows that I did that. But I just left home and I was like, ah, I'm coming back. So I left with them. So they just thought, ah, she's escorting her friends for church. But we went to the mall all the way to get up and went to pray. I remember that when we got there, they did not allow us to go in because they were like, it's already late, this and that. And again, we did not have her death certificate. So like, how do they know that you actually related to this person? So we should have prayed, I can never forget. I remember the song I was singing in front of that gate and it was um, Jesus, the Son of God, I believe in you. I believe in you. We prayed, we sang songs and all that. And after that, we left, we left, and then I came back home. She did not hey, I remember when you come were back. telling me that you're going to with your church yeah. and just like that is so inspiring yeah. and even later on when my friend Fed died mm. I said to myself this boy is coming back mm. in seven days I actually fully wrote it down mm. and I was convinced I was like no mm. you know God is going to really do this for mm. us I told all of his friends right. that you know what we all have to pray yeah. like, we all have to seriously pray Fed's coming back Fed's coming back just keep on praying just keep it in mind mm. seven days later mm. and it was like a broke me really mm. away, you know, like, I was just like, I, I, I yeah. you know, I expect better. Yeah. You know, you're like, angry with God. Yeah. Like, no, I expect better from you. Yeah. Who are the angels doing that? Who are you that? Who are they yeah. waiting for? Okay, yeah. maybe if Daniel's prayer took 20 minutes, maybe it'll be 20 minutes. Yeah. Let's just wait a little long. Yeah. And I heard they were burying him. I was like, nah, this people are making a mistake. Yeah. But there's nothing I could do to tell his spirit. He's no. young. So, I'm, especially with young people, they, they, they like to bury them and read him silently. Yeah. And they just buried him, and I'm just like, uh, I don't this really, really hurt me. Yeah, I wrote it down. Like, Seven. I was like, find people, agree with them, God raise him from the dead, and nothing. Yeah, it didn't happen for me as well. Was you that inspired me? <laughs> I was like, oh, she's doing this, I might as well. I was like, I don't even need this for my dad, I need this for a fair. Yeah. He's too young yeah, to have that. And with the way everything happened, that he asked me to pray for my idea, mm. and it was just driving me up. Yeah. I was angry, I was guilty, yeah. I was everything was just wrong and yeah. pissing me off. Yeah, so that's that's my own backstory. We prayed, and yeah, I went back home. I, I remember that time, too, like I, I was sleeping. You know, some people, well, it's different for different people, right? So, some people, but I did not have a perfect. I remember I couldn't eat while I was sleeping. So like nearly three days, people had to start forcing her. Literally, but they were really difficult because they knew that I could on my own. I would not go to the kitchen and except someone now brought who bring the bread. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the name. Why did we choose the name Gravy Jesus? Me, I stole it off her Instagram. <laughs> she she used to share and post a lot of things, yeah. and she used to tag them. Jesus. So I thought that was a cute and a very nice way to handle things. Mm-hmm. We must do everything with God. We must involve yeah. Him in all things. So. so that's where the name basically came from. Yeah. It's not some special, discovered name. <laughs> right. It just how did it come to you? 
that's it. Like it wasn't like any special. I just remember that I was writing one of the posters. I remember that because I was grieving, but I I also understood that I wasn't grieving alone, mm-hmm. and I was grieving with Jesus. So it's not like I prayed to get the hashtag or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it just was just yeah yeah it just came. Love it. Yeah. So house rules, formatting issues. We will be having this twice. We hope to have it twice. twice God them both. We are both very, very busy. Yeah, I'm so busy that my blog yeah. has been abandoned. Right. And she has a job. Right. So. And we live long distance. Yeah, we, we live quite far from each other. So, yeah. But we'll try. We'll try to do it twice a month. Yeah. And then some of the topics we'll be covering. We've already yeah. said a couple of them. We'll be talking about like how to prepare yourself, yeah. um, how to deal with like everything that's coming at you, all the new yeah. stuff. Um, what else? Pressures of change. Um, what was that one about? Senseless mouths. Um, yeah, fastest fingers. Senseless yeah, mouths. So when people say all the wrong things that they say, yeah. and we also talk, because Nigerians do not talk. Right. That's it. That's actually, that's the truth. Yeah. Some people might take that Personally, yeah, yeah. Well, it's true. A lot of even people. we are guilty of it. I'm yeah, sure, but in the yeah, way we handled yeah. hearing about the death or yeah. the news of death of our own friends yeah. or family members, and now yeah. that we've expressed it, yeah. we know. So. That's definitely one thing that like happened to me too. Because I remember, like after the experience, I was like, so how how have I been to other people? Like how have I encouraged other people? The things that that said in the past to other people, like. You really open my eyes. Yeah. Really to so, so we'll just be talking it. about all of our experiences. Yeah. We'll try and categorize them into like topics and we'll share those yeah. with you. So mm-hmm. that's basically the end of our introduction session. If you have questions or comments, or if you have particular things you'd like us to talk about so far, or if you heard anything in our stories that mm-hmm. you want us to talk or clarify or speak mm-hmm. more about, like how do we deal with this, do with this or that, then mm-hmm. just drop comments on our Instagram, on our Twitter. I'm sure Balaji probably, Balaji's more on Instagram and I'm more on Twitter, so you you know where to reach us. You can find me on Twitter at the underscore Yoruba girl. You can find Balaji on Instagram at Okay, so that's it. Please listen, please share, and thank you so very much. For listening, love you. Love you guys. Bye.